Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nick Finzer, and today I'm really excited to have back on the show for a follow-up, the great alto saxophonist and composer and great, just great person, Jordan Pate. So Jordan, thanks for coming back and uh, being willing to talk to us about the new album. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So it was probably actually closer to almost two years ago. We started talking because... Mm -hmm. You ended up doing like a Kickstarter campaign for your first record called First Fruit. And then it came out just this February. So a couple of weeks ago. Um, And it's making waves, making splashes. It got onto the Spotify State of Jazz playlist for for a couple of weeks. And so that's like a really big, big accomplishment to, to get out onto people's ears, you know, just so people can hear you. So that's amazing. So I'm really happy for you for that. But um, why don't you just fill us in a little bit about what's been happening uh, since we finished the Kickstarter, it was successful. Uh, what's what's kind of happened from then until now? Okay. Um, well, uh, well, we had the CD release uh, in, in New York City. We had the New York release uh, last month. So just uh, at this point, just trying to promote it as much as I can and uh, hopefully set up some uh gigs more gigs in the city to promote it and the new york area and also uh kind of working on maybe some little mini tours outside of the city um and you can see the album reviewed in downbeat i think this month i think it's in the april issue so um it's it's out there (laughs) it's It's out there it's all happening process you know from the recording actual recording session you know to doing the kickstarter and then just everything in between you know and you have setbacks and whatnot and so i'm just happy that it's actually out right now <laughs> so. yeah totally i think you know that's an important thing for you know a lot of people that are listening are probably other you know artists or younger musicians and i think you came at this project in a very patient way and you were able to like be okay with waiting to make make it come out and make the biggest splash that it could i mean we went through different release dates and trying to did videos and kind of waited and then you found the right team to hire and then mm-hmm. kind of push push back again could you kind of elaborate on like how you were able to approach it with such like patience and a lot of people a lot of us we just want to like oh my god get it out right now <laughs> yeah you know it's funny because um i you know, you and I had been talking about doing a record for a while. And then the the summer that I decided to record, it was, uh, I guess it was 2017. I pretty much had this, like, it was like a vision in May of, of that year. And then, like, I think it was just maybe a month later, <laughs> I booked the studio. So mm-hmm. that part was fast. <laughs> and then we recorded it in a day. And then... Um, but then, you know, it was like, okay, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the hardest part, but it really was. It was like literally the easiest part. And, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, the whole Kickstarter was like a huge deal. I had no idea what I was doing with that. And thank you for all your help with that, by the way. Because uh, sure. <laughs> I was like, I once I like actually started the Kickstarter, I was like, Oh no, what have I done? Like, is this even possible right now? Like panic moments, but 
that was successful, thank God. And then, um, then the whole mixing and mastering process and like, just, you know, kind of figuring it out along the way, trying things and realizing, okay, this took longer than I thought and actually didn't really work. So now I have to kind of stop and start over, change gears. And, um, by that point I, you know, I'd waited so long that I was just like, <laughs> I didn't really care <laughs> in a, in a way I was just like, all right, I just have to trust this process and know that like, it'll, it'll, um, it'll work out, you know? And by that point I wasn't in a rush obviously because there had just been so many like setbacks, like you said, multiple release dates, whatever, whatever. So for, you know, it to come out this spring by the time it happened I was just like oh it happened (laughs) you know like (laughs) so I think it just it depends on your situation you know I think some people it it, it's easier maybe it's a lot easier after you've you know put out several albums to you know you kind of get used to the process but this is my first one so it was kind of a learning experience for me as well Mm -hmm. yeah well I mean you handled it with with grace and with a lot of clarity, which I mean, maybe to you, it seemed like it wasn't clear, but to me, it was very clear. You're like, no, I want to wait. I was like, okay, it's great. But I mean, I thought you did a great job with the Kickstarter and it really came off without much of a hassle really. And you were able to make some cool rewards. I still, I think I've only seen one picture of the bomber jacket. I have to say, I'm a little upset that I haven't seen more. Uh, Okay. All right, I'll uh, I'll try to flash the swag a little more. I gotta see the swag. I'm, a, I, uh, I'm, I'm jealous because I didn't I didn't get to buy one at that point. At that point, uh, did you make any extra ones? You know, I didn't because they were actually kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were. Yeah, I'm but, sure uh, they were. I can always make more. So yeah. Um, so can you, some people probably have no idea about the record just yet. Uh, could you tell us, you know, the title, the people and kind of the story behind, uh, the music that you chose? Sure. Oh yeah. So it's, it's called first fruit and that's kind of just a biblical reference. And it just kind of means, um, just giving the first produce of a season, like as an offering to God. So that the album at, you know, obviously has a lot of, uh, faith undertones, um, just, coming from my own background and um it's kind of a I like to kind of think of it as like a devotional album in a way um just because it's like a melding of you know my faith and my artistic influences and so there's a lot of like gospel kind of undertones um a little bit of R&B stuff um obviously it's predominantly a jazz sound but you know I think all those things are related and um so I think it I think it works so a lot of the content is you know hymns or Christian songs that I've arranged um there's some originals um yeah it's just kind of I feel like it's just like a summation of me my interests my faith and here it is (laughs) you know yeah 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 and um, can you talk a little bit about how you met the guy that produced Christian Scott and how you, Christian Scott, I'm sorry, Christian Sands, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Christian Sands and how, you know, how that came to be and how he helped with the project? Sure, sure. Um, I first met Christian Sands at um, Christian McBride's um, Aspen 
residency he used to have um, like several years ago. We went with an ensemble out there. I think when we were both still students, I was at Juilliard and Christian was at MSM. And, um, <clears throat> and I, I think we always, you know, we, we connected and we always kind of remained friends and, and he kind of approached me. I don't know when it was, maybe it was a, a little while before I decided to record, but he, he was, you know, very interested in, in, in producing the album. And so I, once I kind of like pulled the trigger, I, you know, I called him immediately and was like, Hey, you know, I actually did decide to record an album like a month from now. <laughs> Can you produce it and also play on it? And magically he was available. And, um, and, uh, I guess I'll talk about the other people that are in the band too. Um, Luke Selleck is playing bass. Um, Jimmy McBride is on drums. I have Matt Jodrell and Joe McDonough on a couple tracks as well. Trumpet and um, trombone. Um, and all these guys I know uh, from Juilliard, they're my peers and some of my closest friends. And so I just, I just trust all of them basically, you know, and I, I knew they would kind of not only understand where I was coming from musically, but also be, you know, really on board with it as well. So. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, so have you gotten any feedback that was notable to you? I thought that the downbeat review, it's kind of, we got a preview of it. I thought it was really positive. Did you get any other good feedback so far? Yeah, I've gotten a few, a few reviews. Um, and, and it's all been, it's all been pretty positive, I have to say. So I, I'm, I'm just really grateful and pleased that, you know, for a first album, it seems to be getting like, you know, positive response and, you know, even though, cause I was like, I know it may be semi unusual, just, you know, the, like the, the kind of album that it is, you know, but, um, but it seems to be, you know, people seem to be liking it. So that's cool. No, I mean, that, that's great. It's good music, a little bit of different stuff to get a new audience um, mm -hmm. into your, into your camp as it were, or whatever, however you want to think about it. Um, so what else are you up to these days? I know you just got back off the road with uh, a project. So what are some of the bands that you're playing with in New York and what are some things on the horizon for you? For sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just got back um, off the road with Nicole Zoraitis and she's an amazing singer. Um, I think she was actually Grammy nominated this year. <clears throat> but yeah. she has a project called Generations of Her and it's um, it, it's featuring um women female songwriters and lyricists and so it's like anything from laura nero and carol king to aretha franklin and and nina simone and and she has you know a really great band and really great arrangements of some of these some of these songs we do some really cool Joni mitchell stuff and uh it's just really fun you know and, and to get to put a spotlight on some of these these women that, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, didn't get enough attention that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's cool to do it in kind of a jazz setting too. And, you know, like I've mentioned, I have other influences other than jazz. So I kind of like, you know, doing stuff that's a little different, um, you know, maybe from the pop or the R and B realm as well. So it's just kind of, it's, it's a fresh project and, and it's fun and, we just did a gig uh, at 55 Bar in town. So I think we'll have some stuff coming up with her and um, 
also this month. I think I'm at Dizzy's uh, with with Diva, um, Diva's Jazz Orchestra. So it seems to be very uh, female centered, which which is as it should be. It's 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 awesome. So yeah, yeah. It's been a a year in which, or a couple of years in which, that seems to have a new revitalized um, interest from from clubs and and festivals and stuff, which is Definitely. cool. It's uh, noticeable everywhere for for lots of lots of artists. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm just thinking as I know I kind of touched on this before, but you've gone through this whole process, realized you know kind of some of the challenges, and so if you could think back to you know yourself from two years ago, or maybe yourself from like right out of school, do you have any advice that you would give? to uh you know young musicians that are thinking like oh mm-hmm. i don't know if i should do this or it's expensive or it's mm-hmm. hard or they just don't trust themselves yet to to do mm-hmm. a project like this or an album project so could you elaborate on any advice you might have for someone in that position sure um you know i think for me it it took me a while to kind of be okay with my own interests and and tastes <laughs> you know, coming out of a, of jazz school, you know, mm-hmm. six years of that, I always kind of felt this certain kind of pressure to uphold a certain kind of image or um, style of music that I was supposed to play. And especially as a first album, I was like, I kind of was just kind of living under this weight of like, well, I should do a jazz album and it, it maybe it should be have, it should be full of standards or whatever, whatever. And, but I just could not get very excited about that. And so that's kind of why I was dragging my feet for so long because I wasn't really paying attention to what I was actually interested in. And it took me a while to accept that and be okay with that. And, um, and just kind of like, I, it was kind of a, a, a learn, a self learning self growth <laughs> process, you know, kind of figuring out who, who I was, um, as a person, as an artist and, and then actually being able to embrace that. And so basically what happened was I just realized, Hey, you know what? Like I really enjoy um, creating arrangements of, of hymns, devotional music. And I like, you know, I want to kind of explore that. I want to explore devotional music. I want to explore gospel music because I'm also very interested in those things. And so I finally gave myself permission to do that. And then once I did, I was like, ah, I know exactly what to do. And that's why I booked the studio, you know, so quickly. So I would say, you know, just don't be afraid to uh, fully accept who you are as an artist, you know, and um, you might think, oh, like I'm supposed to uphold a certain image or like maybe people won't like this thing that I like, but that's what sets you apart from other people anyway. And we don't, you know, we don't want, a a sea of clones in music anyway, you know, it's, it's all about the individual and what the individual has to say, which is a unique story. So um, I would just say embrace what's different about you and just go for that, you know? Yeah. That's so important. It's so hard to like get into that mindset. So how long did it take you after school to get there? When did you finish? Well, I graduated in 2014 and that was 2017 when we, when we recorded. So it was a good three years, you know? 
I know it. It's such a, I run into this all the time with students, with even people out of school, just like that. Getting out of, I what I usually say is getting out of the mindset of like what you you should do yeah. or what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because like you said, like it's, it's not interesting yeah. for everyone to do the same thing. Like yeah. why do, why do we all want to play Days of Wine and Roses for the 27,000th time. Like right. just, what, so what you're doing is way more interesting and it's authentic to you. Right. And uh, we're glad for it. We're glad that you kind of came to that. It took me a long time too. Mm, but I, I, for me, I did it mostly just by falling on my face a lot of times. At least you did it gracefully oh. and uh, thoughtfully, which I really, I really admire that. That's I, I always... I always sometimes just jump in too fast, but it's it's okay. We all have our own <laughs> our own style. Hey, you gotta go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you wanted to to plug? Um, I know we mentioned at the beginning that you can find the music on Spotify, mm-hmm. and obviously you can find it wherever you like to to download music. But could you give people an idea of where they can connect with you and find your music and find out where you're playing and all that? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, like you mentioned, I'm on Spotify and I just created a new website. So you can look at my fancy new website if you really feel like <laughs> it's jordanpate.com. And that has a lot of my, uh, upcoming performances listed and you can also access my music on there as well and find out more about me um and you can actually actually after my album came out a lot of people have been requesting for lead sheets of the arrangements so those are also available on the website as well oh perfect yeah um and so i guess that leads to me to my last question so what's what's next for you what's the next project when are you gonna get back in the studio i know you know i'm kind of uh there's a couple things there's a couple things i i have in mind um probably just for like a, a fun side project i i do have like an organ an organ jazz group and um so i'm hopefully gonna just do a little fun thing with them maybe it'll be an ep or something but i'm actually kind of I haven't really told people about this yet because it's still very new for me, but I'm kind of considering just actually diving deeper into the gospel arena and, and writing um, like actual Christian music oh, nice. worship songs. So I, I'm like, wait, can I do this? Like what? I'm like a saxophone player or whatever, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. um, dabbling with like lyrics and all this stuff. So I, it's still like very new. Um, but um, it's something I, I want to explore. So I'm, I'm working on something with that as well. That's great. I can't wait to hear it. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to share about the record and everything that you're up to. And uh, everyone, please go to Jordan's fancy new website. Is it just jordanpate.com? Mm-hmm. And uh, check out everything she's up to, new projects. And uh, we'll be anxiously awaiting the next uh, the next project from Jordan or just go on to Spotify and listen to First Fruit. So Jordan, thanks for being here and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks so much, Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs>